Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. tell you about a place okay and by me i will be telling you about this place via a website we all adore it's called wikipedia yeah it's pretty I'm handy sure, i'm sure listeners have heard of it it's been around a couple years these days yeah i've donated to it yeah likewise i need to donate again to be yep. honest with you i support that it it needs all of our support because it's a good service this episode was brought to you by Wikipedia. Sure. A free service that survives off donations. A lot of episodes are partially brought to you by <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. All right. With a... The Mobayan Rim is a topographical and geological feature cutting across the northern half of the U.S. state of which state? Do you happen to know? Utah. Arizona. I was close. Yeah, sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. It extends approximately 200 miles, starting in northern Yavapai County and running eastward, ending near the border with New Mexico. Now, this is the uh, southern edge of the Colorado Plateau that's in Arizona. The point is, it's west. It's an mm-hmm. open area. There's some hills and stuff, because the rim is an escarpment, defining the southwestern edge of the Colorado Plateau, and its central and most spectacular portions are characterized by high cliffs of limestone and sandstone. Some types of these cliffs would be the Kaibab limestone and Coconino sandstone cliffs. That's also a uh, name of a county in Arizona. Coconino. Pretty sure you're, yeah. Pronouncing them right? Yeah, we'll see. That's not what I was going to say, oh, okay. but all right. Is it the opposite, maybe? I mean, I, I don't know, actually, so sure, whatever. Somebody can correct us. C-O-C-O-N-I-N-O. Sure. Coconino. Yeah. Well, I'm not from there. Me neither. The escarpment was created by erosion and faulting, cutting dramatic canyons into it, including Fossil Creek Canyon and Pine Canyon. The name Mogollon comes from Mogollon, spelled M-O-G-O-L-L-O-N. So I did look that up for you. Okay. The Mogollon comes from Don Juan Ignacio Flores Mogollon, the Spanish governor of New Mexico from 1712 to 1715. Cool. That's a place. Yeah. That I told you about. Yep. Well, that is a place, but, well, sometimes we do talk places on this show, but usually those places have a spin to them. I mean, what do we usually talk about, generally speaking, on this show? Uh, things that tend to be haunted or have some terrifying history to them. Or full of monsters. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Two years ago, I had a business in the northwestern part of Arizona that took me in the neighborhood of the extreme lower end of the Grand Canyon of the Colorado River in Mojave County, Arizona. Having the misfortune of getting my arm broken, I took a trip to the river to... I took a trip to the river to the river... It's a good sentence. I took a trip to the river to the river... I mean, I guess if you took a trip to the river, you'd be taking a trip to the river to the river to kill time and catch a few beaver. Okay. Sure. I constructed a skiff with the aid of a friend... And when my arm got strong enough, I took a trip up the canyon as far as I could go with a boat. A few miles above the entrance, I hauled my boat upon the sand and got ready to examine the rock walls. 
The first thing that attracted my attention was the imprint of bare feet in the sand. Thinking the tracks had been made by an indigenous person, perhaps a Paiute or a Hulapai, I began looking the gorge over with much interest. Going downstream with a short distance, I found more tracks. The third day of my stay, I saw the head of a man on a bench of rocks on the north side of the river. Just his head? That's just... That's all we got right now. Evidently, he was seated on the edge of a cliff, some distance above my camp. Oh, okay. A man sitting. Whew. I rode upstream a little above the point where I saw the man's head and part of his shoulders above the greasewood brush. Climbing up to the bench, I had some difficulty in finding a place that I could get over the ledge and be on a level with my strange neighbor. Kind of wanted to even out to say, like, hey, what's up, man? Mm-hmm. Kinda, you know, again, level it up. I finally succeeded in approaching closer to the point. I saw sitting on a large boulder a man with long white hair and matted beard that reached to his knees. That's a long beard. That's a very long beard. It's like a wizard. That's beyond wizard. It's it's next level wizard. That's like... What's beyond a wizard? I don't know. Lost in the woods wizard. (laughs) just (laughs) Just a wizard who doesn't know where he is. Yeah. The creature was unaware of my approach. The I creature? Thought it was a I thought it was yeah. a guy. Yeah, whoops. We, <laughs> oh, we made a judgment call after the long beard. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a man. Well. I think, I think that's a creature. Huh. Well, the creature was unaware of my approach, and I gazed upon him for some moments unobserved. He was about 50 yards away and in full view. Now, maybe this gave away the fact that he was a creature because he wore no clothing. Could just be his birthday. It could be. Just got his birthday suit on. Yeah, he's so. celebrating in the woods by himself. Yeah. Um, perhaps the uh, the no clothing revealed a few other attributes that might, in fact, deem him more creature worthy than man worthy. Okay. Um, because. He wore no clothing, and upon his talon-like fingers were claws at least two inches long. Yeah. Okay, that's creature-like. And a, uh, you know, clothing would have covered this up, so a coat of gray hair nearly covered his body. Okay, he's getting less human. Less man-like, right? He's He's kind of, you know, we kind of gave the game away with that one sentence when he's talking about a man. Uh He's like, creature... Because generally speaking, man and creature, not necessarily interchangeable. Uh, Depends on the man, I guess I sometimes you can see people devolve until they become some sort of creature. That's true. That is unfortunately true. I've witnessed that sometimes. Yeah, it can, it has, it can happen. Uh-huh. A, uh, so yeah, a coat of gray hair nearly covered his body. With here and there a spot of dirty skin showing. Oh, she's a little patchy. Ooh. I had found the wild man of the rocks. It's interesting. Now he's a wild being, man, huh? Now he's back to being a man. I guess a that creature? is a I creature. I guess that's, that's a wild man. I guess that's the. I guess it goes. I guess that is an appropriate evolution. Man, wild man, creature. So it's like man. He's a creature. Maybe he's a wild. So maybe he pulled it back. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking of him like a Pokemon. Like he's a man, then he's a wild man. I mean, in my experience, when I'm hanging out with a man, yeah, and then they evolve into a wild man, uh-huh. they're normally having a good time, uh-huh. and then they continue to evolve too far, and then they become a creature. Correct. That's peak. And it's That's normally the... some sort of alcohol involved. Usually, yeah, that'll, to that'll do it. Maybe a exorbitant extent. Correct. And then... They're running in the woods doing who knows what or... Yeah. Or anything, really. It's being a wild man. It's being a wild man. Yeah. Taking off your clothes, sitting by the rocks, contemplating your life. But that's not what this guy's doing. <laughs> no. He, I mean, drinking alcohol isn't going to give you talon hands. That would be scary. Wow. Whoa! <laughs> you seen a guy get talon hands? <laughs> no, I have not. At that point, he's just opening the... Well, again, opening the, uh, the beer with his hands. Again, uh... 
That's a wild man. Because now I'm just picturing a guy, or a wild man, like Stone Cold, he smashes beers together, but instead of like smashing beers, he has one beer can, just like rips it in half over his face and the beer just falls. <laughs> he doesn't drink any <laughs> He just goes it. all over his body. Huh. Okay, well, the wild man of the rocks. At that moment, a rock loosened by some animal came rolling down. The creature turned his face toward me. Then it's period, and then this sentence is just one word, and it ends with an exclamation point. Horrors! <laughs> That's the sentence. Um, what a face. It was seared and burned brown by the sun with fiery green eyes. With a wild whoop and a leap, he was up over rocks and cliffs like a mountain sheep for about 75 yards. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Then he stopped. His arm with a weird-shaped club, large enough to fell an ox. Brandishing this bludgeon, he shrieked and chattered for a moment, then started toward me, roaring and still flourishing his weapon. Time to go. Yeah, bye. And I'm just going to skiff in the water? Hope this guy can't swim. Yeah. Faster and faster he came, and my hair began to stiffen. Was he on the rocks at this point? Did the guy get off the skiff? That's what it sounded like, because right, he good. got up and tried to get level with him. In right? my head, he was, like, moving the boat up. But yeah, he's on the ground. I'm a poor runner, so I stood my ground. When the creature was within about 15 yards of me, jeez, I raised my rifle to fire. Good thing we have that. Yep. Thinking to cripple him. As I glanced along the barrel, I heard a growl just above the wild man. He also had heard the growl and braced himself for the shock. Wait, what's growling? <laughs> Somebody else is joining the party? Yeah, and the wild man's scared of it, too? They both are scared of it. Okay. I drew a hasty bead. What do you think it is? Any wild guesses? A bear? A grizzly? Yeah. I drew a hasty hasty bead on the cougar and pressed the trigger. When the smoke had cleared away, the mother cougar lay dead where the wild man stood. The man himself had disappeared. The two young cougars were still on the rock, apparently greatly frightened by the report and echoes of my old Sharps rifle. And you killed their mother. Yeah. Like, how young were these cougars? I mean, I'm saying, like, if they're coming after you, you gotta take them out. We got, like, a Lion King thing going on right now. Yeah, but now, like, now Simba's gonna have to seek revenge on your whole family. (laughs) Jeez. Reaching hastily for a cartridge, I found I had neglected to buckle on my belt when leaving camp. So I hastily retreated to the boat where I found everything as I had left it. I shoved the boat off and drifted toward camp, which was near the cougars. There lay the old cougar where she had fallen. The wild man was standing over the two cubs, which also were dead, he having beat the life out of them with a club. Oh, okay. Well. Okay. All right. No longer seeking vengeance. No, that's the uh, Simma got taken out real quick. What if instead of meeting like Timon and Pumbaa, he just got gripped apart by the hyenas? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and he's gone. He huh. done. Mm-hmm. He stood a moment, gazing on the carcasses, like, admiring his work. He's like, yeah, look what I did. Kill these kittens. Fuck yeah. If only it stopped at the killing. Uh-oh. He stood a moment, gazing on the carcasses, then got down on hands and knees and drank the warm blood. Okay. As it flowed from He's the back to being a creature. <laughs> as it flowed from the death wounds. The death wounds. The sight sickened me. Yeah. Yep. I stood up in the boat and yelled. I mean, just go. Yeah. There's no reason to hey, yell or draw any more attention. Quit Re- drinking that blood. Yeah. Hey, remember me? <laughs> yeah. Creature that's drinking blood that just killed two cougars with a with yeah, a what's weapon. He, what's he yelling at him? Yeah. Hey, asshole. Yeah. See you later. What? I'm going to slowly float away now. Yeah, just ignore me. I'm leaving, but hey. But what you're doing, I find uh, reprehensible. And abhorrent. Yeah, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Bye. All right. We're done. Why would you? Oh, shit. He's coming. Yeah, right. (laughs) The man sprained to his feet. Yeah, obviously. Why would you yell at him? (laughs) Just leave him alone. He's distracted. He's like, "Mm, blood. He's, that guy called me an asshole. Again? Yeah. All right. Takes the club, starts just smacking against his talons, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, who knows what? What if he whipped the club? I mean, I'm not done reading, so. What if he whips the club and it. Anyways. The man sprang to his feet, took a long look at me, then fled up from. Uh, fled up from ledge to ledge until he reached the fourth ledge where he stopped. So again, he's getting the high ground. Here he flourished his club again and screamed the wildest, most unearthly screech I ever heard, then turned and sprang up the craggy wall of the canyon. Yeah, man, why are you taunting him from your boat? I mean... Why would you do that? This guy just doesn't know when to, you know, call it quits. No, he's... Honestly, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to count his blessings. Like, I made it. Yeah. Not fancying my wild neighbor, I packed my outfit into the boat and drifted down and out of the canyon before I made camp for the night. That was the strangest adventure of my life. Yeah. I mean... That sounds horrifying. That was a story um, by I.W. Stevens of Cedar, Colorado. How old do you think that story is? It's from a newspaper. It's from the Arizona Republican. Well, at the beginning of the story, you said two years ago. But I'm guessing it's probably a little bit older than that. Oh, what did I say? Oh, well, yeah, in the um, correct... Two years ago from when the article was written. Yeah. So when was that article written, do you think? 70s. Yeah, June 3rd, 1903. Oh, damn. He goes back a ways. Okay. And that's just in a newspaper, and it's a long story about a man fighting a wild man, and they both killed cougars, and one drank two cougars' blood. Mm-hmm. Now, this wild man in the area, there's been other sightings. Let's jump forward a little bit. Um... Let's jump to an, an azcentral.com article. Let's jump to the 1940s, where Don Davis, who after this encounter would become a cryptozoology investigator, um, he passed away in 2002. Um, but he had this to say about what he had noticed in the 1940s um, when he saw something at a Boy Scout camp near Payson. Now, I've been to a few Boy Scout camps, and I never saw a monster me neither. And I feel and like I've also been to a few Boy Scout camps. I feel like I got ripped off. Yeah, same. Like, what are you? Where are they hiding the monsters at? Where are they? Why aren't they letting them out when I'm there? Yeah, I like the other story for many reasons, but um, also the um, the green eyes. Usually, you don't get too many green eyes. No, it's lots, always like red. Lots or of red. Uh-huh. Yellow, maybe. Right. Mostly red. Mostly red, yellow, orange, a reddish hue. Uh, quote. This is again Don Davis's um, what he said about what he saw in the 1940s. The creature was huge. Its eyes were deep set and hard to see, but they seemed expressionless. His face seemed pretty much devoid of hair, but there seemed to be hair along the sides of his face. He's got some wicked sideburns. His chest, shoulders, and arms were massive, especially the upper arms, e- easily upwards of six inches in diameter, perhaps much, much more. I could see he was pretty hairy, but didn't observe really how thick the body hair was. The face head was very square, square sides, and squared up chin, like a box. Okay. All right, now, as with any folklore, um, the story finds people um, and affects them in different ways. You know, it's, you know, now it's kind of, Campfire story, whisper story. Mm-hmm. Um, I do imagine reading that article when newspapers are your only form of spreading mass media that that left an impression on people. And then they kept telling the story and then it would trickle down again. Only 40 years later, this kid's in Boy Scout camp. And then, you know, he claims to see something and then God knows what camp stories are being told. So anyways, it gets into, you know, like local legends type stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth is a powerful advocate. So, uh, from a, uh, you know, I found this from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Mass Communication website from 2006 called The Devil's Tale, written by Kim Brooks Blum. Now, Kim tells the story of her brother telling her a story as an eight year old during a camping trip in the Mogollon Rim. Mogollon? I think it's Mogollon Rim. Quote, this is what she said about, you know, she kind of paraphrases what actually happened that day. 
This is her brother. Hey, Kimmer, are you asleep? He asked. No, no, thanks to you, I said. Do you want me to tell you a story I heard? Then she says he persisted. Yeah! And then she, the article, of course, stresses how, you know, how older brothers just like to scare and torment their younger sisters and how she should have known better. Mm, my sisters might agree with that. <laughs> well, you know. Any monster stories? No. Oh, just, yeah. just tormenting? I get No. I'm... Or just... Just trying to get them to watch scary movies with me. Gotcha. They never wanted to. No, of course not. Well, he, uh, she said, uh, before she had learned this lesson, um, she said, yeah. And then he told her this, quote, I heard this story when I was, again, it's her quote of what he said, so not a direct quote. I heard this story when I was camping with the Boy Scouts. There's a creature, and he is the topic of our episode. He is called the Mogollon Monster. Mm-hmm. And he lives in the woods along the rim. He looks like Bigfoot, and he's been seen right where we're camping. He's at least six feet tall, covered with black hair, and has long fangs as sharp as a buck knife. He roams the forest at night, looking for people to eat. Uh, yeah. I, That's what I do, too. They're in the woods camping, and this is what she's choosing to... Yeah. This is what he's choosing to tell her as... Yeah, he's trying to scare her. Oh, yeah. And Kim says in her article... Um, you know, Boy Scouts tell stories about an unfortunate man. This is outside of what her brother was telling her. Um, again, how the uh, the legend of the Mogollon monster. So this evolved. is like a different telling of it. Yeah. Well, she this got added to the story because maybe the Boy Scout version. Boy Scouts tell stories. Tell to- Boy Scouts tell stories about an unfortunate man named Bill Spade, whose face was supposedly ripped off by the beast. Oh. And later on, I read, um, I don't think I mentioned it in here, but if I do, I'm just going to end up repeating myself. But um, supposedly one of the stories, one of the tellings involves, like, the monster ripped off his face and just, like, left it so people could see it. You know, cool stuff. That yeah. Do. Yep. Literal just message sending. Uh-huh. Still, there are no confirmed accounts of the Mogollon monster attacking anyone. I know. She also continues recanting the exchange between her brother and herself. And then he asks her this. Do you hear screaming and yelling coming from that campsite over there? Now, we've talked a lot about sounds of nature. So if there was any screaming, chances are it's like a coyote. Mm-hmm. And then, but she whispered. Um, you know, Especially after, if they're not freaking out yet at this point. Right. Like we're just getting going in the story. Right. Exactly. By the way, you hear that screaming? Yeah. It's like, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she said yes. Then he goes, the monster is eating them right now. That's why they're yelling. And he's going to eat us next. What a little asshole. Yeah. Well, Kim was horrified. So anyways, uh, you know, Kim struggled to fall asleep. And the uh, the next morning, um, you know, her mother kind of asked her how she slept last night. Well, horrible. Kim answered. And she goes, did I sleep well? How could I sleep when people were dying around me? <laughs> and mom's like, what? <laughs> Whoa. Hey, oh. It was the Mogollon monster. Uh, I said, and by I, I mean, of course, Kim. She points to her brother, Mark. And then Mark kind of cringes because he just got called out with this horrifying story he told his sister at bedtime. Mm-hmm. He told me the monster was killing these people over there and was going to kill us next. <laughs> and his mom's like, oh, yeah, huh? That's what he said, huh? Mm-hmm. So Kim's brother was punished. Uh, how? Well, she said that um, she watched him scrub her dishes as she sipped some warm cider, relaxing in the beautiful environment that is the Mogollon Rim. And, of course, he's scrubbing away because he was being a little jerk and got punished. Now, that article is, of course, about the Mogollon Monster. Mm -hmm. So Kim continues, and she references a member of the White Mountain Apaches who spoke out about the monster in 2006. Um, Her name was Colette... Altaha, and she said, quote, We're not prone to easily talk to outsiders, but there have been more sightings than ever before. It cannot be ignored any longer. No one's had a negative encounter with it. Um, Marjorie Grimes, she lives in White River. Uh, she would go on to uh, to talk about the monster as well, which is, and White, White River is the primary town on that reservation. Um, when asked about her encounter, she reports that, quote, It was all black and it was tall. The way it walked, 
it was taking big strides. I put on the brakes and raced back and looked between the two trees where it was, and it was gone. And then there was other local reports, and the uh, tribal police lieutenant, Ray Burnett, he stated that, quote, a couple of times they've seen this creature looking through the windows. They're scared when they call. He also said the calls were getting from people. They weren't hallucinating. They weren't drunks. They weren't people that we know can make hoax calls. They're from real citizens of the Fort Apache Indian Reservation. So it's always another level when the um, when the police get involved. Sure. It can add a certain level of credibility to reports and things. Mm-hmm. If that guy's saying that, well, I guess we have to, we have to take that man as word. And then the article would go on to describe several encounters with campers and hikers who believe that the monster disturbed their campsites. From that article, these are things that it was said to do. Things that they blamed on the Mogollon monster. It rips open bags, tosses furniture, knocks over tents, and steals food. Now, we know no other animals would be able to do that. I'm just saying that, but they're blaming the Mogollon monster. Okay. While walking and hiking the trails in the area, people have had stones thrown at them from within the forest. It's kind of funny. And have heard loud screams and sounds. Not so funny. That almost sound like a woman or man in great distress. We know what that might be. Along with the reported loud shrieking and screaming sounds, people have also heard howling, whoops, whistles, and wood knocking coming from within the woods. These are all common reports and signs of communication between ape men. Which also made me think of juggalos in the, the forest going whoop whoop. Whether <laughs> they're throwing rocks at people because they're jacked on beer and fago. <laughs> whoop whoop. Yeah. But yeah, no, that. Someone sounds like they're in great distress. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a juggalo? Certainly some kind of wild man yeah. or woman. Oh, man. An axe man. Oh my God, the hatchet axe man. man. That's what it is. Oh my God, hatchet man. Um, but yeah, no, that sounds like your typical. Uh, right? Some sort of bipedal creature in the woods. Yeah, right. Tree knocking. Whooping. Right. Yeah, whooping, knocking, whistling, whipping rocks at people. Get yeah. out of here. All right, and then from a 2018 Pine Barrens Institute article by Adam Benedict. This is an account that they were privy to. Um, articles from 2018, the account um, took place in 2014. A 28-year-old woman was hiking through the Canyon Point Trail when she came across an extremely odd-looking creature on its knees drinking water. Curious as to what the creature was, she decided to try and take a photo of it. When she reached into her bag to grab her camera, the creature quickly turned its head in her direction and stared directly at her. Smiled? Cheese! (laughs) Then she took the picture and the camera exploded. No. Wow, what does that mean? What would that mean if that happened? Now extremely frightened by the large, unknown creature staring directly at her, she began to try and scare the creature off. Ooh, I like the offensive posture. She started waving her arms and yelling as loud as she could. The creature then stood up on its two legs and took off running into the canyon. The woman described the creature as having a human-looking face with no hair on it, a thick nose, small lips, brown red eyes, and a body covered in hair. So... Varying um, levels of descriptions involved with this creature. But the point is it's a bipedal, man-like thing. Mm-hmm. Now. Makes a bunch of scary noises, too. Yep. Very scary. I just like the fact that it knew she was going for the camera. Did it hear something? Or is it just like knowing it's about to get its picture taken? And it's like, we don't do that here. Well, I mean, it could have been a film camera still. You get the right. click. Get click, click. Depending on how old the camera is, you might have still had to wind it. That's true. Yeah, that could have happened. And then these next sightings um, come from BFRO.net, which is... The Bigfoot Research or- Organization. Bigfoot Research Organization. Absolutely. And of course, the site is... That's its purpose. So there are many accounts, and in Arizona itself... So I'm just going to tackle a few. We're going to jump back, way back to the year. It's not quite 1972, but it's 1979, where an old boy spotted something. An old boy. That's not... It's a a young man. He's an old man now, but he was a 
young boy then, spotted something he would describe much later in life to the Bigfoot researchers as follows. And it was said to have happened on two occasions, one in 79 and the other in 1982. Uh, this was in Apache County. All right, so he goes on to say, again, this happened twice in our area, which is on the Navajo Reservation in the northeast corner of Arizona, midwinter in 1979. Myself and other neighborhood kids were playing in a recently fallen snow, and out of the darkness was heard the most terribly and interesting scream that we've ever heard, and this scream lasted about 15 minutes on and off. Oh, I was going to say, what? <laughs> not, can you imagine? Just a shriek that doesn't stop for a 15 minute. Imagine taking like a 15 minute break at work and just screaming the entire time. <laughs> Sometimes I so, want yeah, to. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> that seems appropriate. Yeah, that's... That's actually a good thing to do on your break. Get it out then. Just scream into the void for just, 15 minutes. Like, okay. But it's not really the void. There's people around. Yeah, so. like, wow, you're yeah. right. This is my time. Okay, I'm back. Yeah. How can I, I mean, help you? Oh, that, okay. But on and off is still uh, right. not good. Now, at the time, I remember there being reports of a giant yay man. Of, of a giant yay man. Or of giant yay men, Y-E-I men. Um, so these giant men, there were reports that they were taking sheep from corrals. But I didn't believe until that night. The time must have been about 12 p.m. What is ironic about this incident is that it did not only happen once, but twice. Three years later in the same conditions. And there were low-key rumors at the time. Now this hasn't bothered me, but I sure would like to know how it ever wandered into... Our region, for a fact. Now, they talk about um, the oral history of their elders spoke of yay men. Um, who would come and take you away if you were bad? And this guy just assumed, well, that must be what I saw. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to say a story about his grandmother. She saw something one time. Uh, my grandmother described a big man taking one of her sheep out of the corral just by stepping over the fence late one evening. The corral, if I remember correctly, which was in a meadow in a town called... Uh, Navajo, New Mexico. So this one is not, you know, in Arizona, but reminded mm. him of what was going on. This also happened around the first incident. Just interesting. There's legends of giant men stealing livestock. I mean, yeah, just, if they're just walking over the fence. They're just like, nah, it's Imagine that's got to be like a four-foot-high fence. Right. I'm imagining like the big show walking over the top rope. Yeah. Getting into the ring. It's just, mm -hmm. just like a step. Then just a sheep. And he's gone. All right, we're going to jump ahead to Coconino County, assuming that's how it's pronounced, in 2015. Right, it was a Sunday afternoon. A man stayed in the cabin. He had two children with him. Uh, Phoenix was hot, so he chose to go somewhere where it was a little bit cooler, and it was a nice day, so why the hell not? Um, so as everyone slept in the cabin, um, the man kept waking up because he was not comfortable. Still hot. Still hot. Not, it says that he was on a cot, so it wasn't even that. Probably was like a little rough. Yeah, not so, great. No, Could not be better. Not as relaxing as he would have liked. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, well, you know, he's trying to fall asleep. Then he hears something. He hears a whoop. Now, we're going to assume it is not a hatchet man. Right. But, you know, I mean, whoop, whoop. Mm -hmm. I can't sleep. What's all this whooping? Whoop, whoop. <laughs> all right, man. So anyways, he decides to go investigate the whoop. Um, like, kind of look around. But he keeps hearing the whoops, and he hears some knocks. Um, about 10 seconds apart. Kept hearing the whoop, whoops. And then uh, 10 seconds later, more knocks. So then he uh, decided, he figured out which direction they were coming from. And then uh, he assumed it was like 40, uh, 50 yards away. Because um, he could still hear them inside the cabin. And then, in retrospect, he notices some things were kind of weird. Because around the cabin, there was no noises. Like, no normal, like, wild. It was like... No birds. Noticeably silent, yeah. Any type of animal or... No just shrieking squirrels hanging yeah, out. nothing. Just, like, a stillness. Although he does go on to say there was a few birds chirping, but, like, nothing. Like, it seemed minimal to him. It is unsettling. Right. To be around something like that. Yeah, they never heard any cracks. This is a direct quote from the thing. Never heard a crack in the woods or any other wildlife sound. 
it was just quiet. And then they drove down the road to the cabin. We saw only two to three other camping parties along the roughly 12-mile stretch to get to the cabin. It was a sunny afternoon, around 2 p.m., when we drove to the cabin. But when we left the next morning about 7 a.m., they had all left. They were the only ones around. Mm-hmm. Did anything scare those people off, or was it just time for them to go home? I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's hard to tell. And then, lastly, um, they say that another noise we heard um, didn't draw any attention. He didn't think it was weird until he uh, started hearing the whoop-whoops. Because the kids were hanging out, playing games in their iPods, you know, as kids do. Then they heard a sudden rap noise hit the window on the south side of the cabin. This distracted the kids, and they were like, hey, what's going on here? Yeah. And then it was like a kind of like a small pebble, he said. But there was no wind, and again, it could have been a bug. He says here, maybe a moth. A so bird. Like, yeah, a bird. Like nothing That'll that scare the shit out of you. That's true, and usually birds hit pretty hard. Yeah. Dong! <laughs> yeah. Then you always look out. If there's no bird, he's he's alive for now, and if there is a bird, it's like, well, rest in peace, guy. Yep. Maybe you'll be all right. You spread your wings, and you, you went for the... He really did. The glossy portal that you didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, you just like, go big, YOLO. Where yeah. does this go? I don't know. I need to know what's on the other side. Huh. I think you found out. <laughs> <laughs> um, This guy says when he camps, he always puts up a, which maybe it's a good idea. He put a camera trap up. Try and huh. catch some stuff or just, he says, quote, um, for the fun of it, to see what wanders into the camp. Not a bad fun idea if you have one yes yeah sure why that, not that camera didn't catch anything but anyways that was the uh, the rapping and the whooping he uh hmm. blew his mind 2016 sam county coconino county i'm gonna keep saying it doubling down because if i'm wrong it's gonna sound even worse sure all right well this was a late sunday afternoon just own it yeah just own it right in late of june 2016 um this individual was in a uh, USFS campground uh, on the Coconino National Forest in central Arizona in the Mogollon, Mogollon Rim area. Mm-hmm. All right, so he goes on to say, quote, I was sitting in the shade and had just finished reading a work of fiction by James Patterson, which had a strange ending. I just like that it's in here. Yeah, okay. I was musing about the ending. Hmm... And just looking west across the campground, when a very fast-moving dark figure crossed the campground, heading from north to south. Okay. My first thought was of a large kid on a bicycle, as it was moving so fast on the in-camp gravel road. This guy's getting bewildered. But Mm -hmm. its travel path was counter to the road. Then I realized what it was that I had seen. A very large Bigfoot. Now he goes on to say that it was only three seconds... And he was lucky that he even saw it. Um, but it crossed the campground in a shaded area and blended well into its background. But the meadow beyond it to the west was bathed in afternoon sunlight and backlit the dark figure. It was 125 yards away, and he couldn't quite make out its face. And then it ran, had a weird cant to its body, and then he says its head didn't go up and down, it wasn't bobbing. Um, and then the coat was almost black, but the backlighting, it might have had a slight reddish tint. Hmm. He couldn't um, specifically tell us how its legs or arms moved. But, I mean, the figure's gone, so you're curious, right? right. So he walks over to where it was, like, oh, I'm just going to check out this area. And then when he was there, he noticed crushed grass near the beginning of the travel path. And then he had noticed, um, you know, then he the figure had moved south across the in camp, so he... It had gone to like a depression. And then there's other crushed grass. He's seen like a path here. Um, maybe there was a fern that was, and then there was um, near the split rail fence. Then, of course, he assumes that's where the creature jumped over and into the woods. Hmm. He says it didn't have much of a neck. It was very thick and at least twice the thickness of a human. I like this quote. Quote It was a once in a lifetime event. And as I said, I was very lucky to have seen the Sasquatch at all. Truly an awesome event, which I will carry in my mind's eye forever. Yeah. 
as I feel like I would do if I ever saw something like that. I'd be like, well, that was weird. And I just happened to look at the right time. Right. That'll never happen again. Never happen again. I'll never know what that was. Mm -hmm. Was it a giant hairy man just running naked in the woods on his birthday? Possibly. Maybe. Seems like it might be something more. It was moving real fast. It was certainly moving so fast. All right, then one one other one from the BFRO. Now, this guy just goes out, comes out and says he saw Bigfoot 100 to 150 yards from the highway heading north. That it wasn't running, but walking. And I never looked at the highway, but it could have been seven to eight feet tall. It was thick and well-built, exclamation point. Um, and then there was a rock outcropping behind it, so he could. it was very definitive. You could see the actual um, shape of the being, and they got a good look at it. Which probably felt like an eternity, fifteen to twenty seconds. It's a long time to it's watch. It's a long something. time. Maybe to try and pull out a camera phone. Since again it took place in two thousand and twenty one, this story. Yeah. So maybe try Odds are he had a phone. Just kinda try. Um but he says they were traveling in a thirty foot motorhome, so he couldn't stop. But he wasn't alone. Mm. So um someone else maybe in the car could have taken out their phone. Tried maybe. He was on the highway and saw it for 15 to 20 seconds. Yeah, that's what made it visible. Yeah. I guess if it's ahead of you. Because it, it, also, it also says it wasn't running, but it was walking. So for a stroll. I just uh, Picking up trash, maybe. Yeah. Hoping for some beef jerky that somebody tossed out their window. Yeah, please. Just like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. I'm wild, man. Jerky's what I crave. Yeah, that's the that's the, I mean, thing. the commercials too, right? Yeah, exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying it's it's a fact. Commercials are fact. Sure. Science. Definitely. He goes on to say they are real and I'm a believer now. Now? Sure, however I said that word. They are real and I'm a believer now. It's hard to explain it even in, to my family. I'm 62 years old and have nothing to gain by reporting this except the fact that they should be documented and protected at all costs. They are truly one of God's creations. Sure. Now, speaking of highways, let's jump back a little bit to January 2nd, 2015. Mm-hmm. The Arizona Department of Transportation, ADOT, posted a photo to their Facebook page with this caption, quote, We might have spotted a family of Sasquatches on SR-260 near Heber this afternoon. What do you think? And they attached a photo and just gave it to the internet. Okay. I want to see it. Why would you do that? I do have the photo. Um, because why wouldn't you? No, I mean I. <laughs> I got it. It's on. Uh, this will be easier. Let me. I'm going to text it to you because it's it's hard for me to blow it up because I couldn't get it off the Facebook page. Bear with me here. We can. If this makes noise and weird stuff, we can cut it. Off. I just didn't know where my phone was, but now I found it. It's right here. All right, what do we got here? Yeah, tell yeah. What do you uh, what do you see in this photo? So the left side, I'm not sure what I'm looking at, but the right side, it looks like there's four or five figures standing along the roadside. Yeah, kinda. It's blurry. Certainly is. They just look like tall, broad-shouldered things, though. So so they, they posted that image just to the internet, and they're just like, here you go. <laughs> yeah, <boy>. Enjoy yourselves. <laughs> Eat this up. Facebook 2015. Peak Facebook mania. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Have a good time, internet. They was, do that to their hands. Embrace the crazy. Yeah. So 2,000 plus comments erupted from the, uh, the skeptic and believer alike. And then as of, you know, me looking up this episode, you know, it's got over 4,000 likes. Mm-hmm. People having fun. So I didn't, and I mean, I it's been a while since I've even dabbled in this social media platform. So this is just a cool little reminder of what happens there. I didn't read all the comments. But again, the episode, this episode doesn't exactly have an, an physical, in-person mess. Monster excitement, stupidity syndrome. Oh. So it's just all online. We're just gonna have a little bit. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's an online type so, thing. So I'm just gonna read. A, 
grosser mess most of the time. I'm just going to read a few, right? I mean, um, this one was cute. Those cameras can get a clear pic of me running a red light and give me a ticket, but it can't be clear for this. Lol. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, grainy pictures. Go home, Arizona Department of Transportation. You're drunk. <laughs> okay. And then, I like this one. One of the Bigfoot's most important survival traits is its intrinsic blurriness. After many, many millennia, the Bigfoot has capitalized on its ability to be blurry to its enemy for survival. Yeah. Yet a, another wonderful example of the diversity of nature. Yeah, I mean, that's a funny guy right there. That was why I screen kept this one. I didn't even read this one, but I'll read it. Wow, there's both. Sorry. Wow, there's Bigfoot. Quick, grab the shittiest camera we have. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just sitting there. So. Right. And then again, you get you get comments like this. Okay. So for everyone making fun of us believers, it's a good start, right? Do you mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. Do you like where that's going? This guy's going to be way too serious. I mean, it's it's fun. Here's a thought. Again, for everyone making fun of us believers, here's a thought. I live in Wisconsin. I have seen things, weird, explainable things while in the woods. He says explainable things, but I think he means unexplainable things. Probably. Anyways, though I don't know if I saw Bigfoot or not, I did see a large baboon-like creature running away from me once. Okay. I saw it very clear. But here's a thought. In Wisconsin, we have 1.5 million deer in the state. 75% of the people here never see a deer their whole life. Those of us. Come on. (laughs) Come on. That's not true. 75% of all the people in Wisconsin have never seen a deer. Get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Like nowhere? Not once? Not even one time? I mean, like. So, Wisconsin. Obviously, this is not. A real fact that he's spewing. No, no, but like that's just so obviously wrong. Like it's just insane. It's just it's an insane comment. It's like no, like you hear somebody say that at the bar, I'd be like, no, come on, everybody's seen a fucking deer. No, who? Yeah, like how do you like? And then how he would of course turn to anyone at the bar, be like, have you seen a deer? And they would go, yes. Yeah, there'd be a deer drinking at the bar. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) man, I'm right here every week. He'd turn and go. (laughs) (laughs) Then his hoof's got a beer in his hand. Yeah. So yeah, here all the time. Those of us that live in rural areas, I'm sure we so again, you've already got the divide. There's a lot of cool, there's a lot of cool things going on in here. It's like, you know, everybody, city folk have never seen a deer in their entire life. And that, that is apparently 75% of the state. Yeah, definitely Wisconsin. Of Wisconsin. city. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. Live in rural areas. I'm sure we see them more often, but not consistently. So even rural people barely see deer. What are we doing? What? The f- what? It's just real Get good. Get out of here. This is real good. <laughs> this is real good. We got a lot of numbers. We have five million people here. I see them every day. The people? It, what? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's insane. It's real. Co- I mean, it's why I chose it. It's pretty good. Anyhow, with 1.5 million deer that don't care or know about being seen or not, aren't seen. Now imagine a Bigfoot type creature that's out there that doesn't want to be seen at all and knows how to stay hidden. A family of them or a small group could easily hide in the backwoods of Wisconsin or many other states. Until one is actually found, dead or alive, I'm not saying I believe, but I certainly don't not believe either. Even though his li- this is it's just like a masterpiece. Because his first sentence says to everyone making fun of us believers, and then his last sentence says, I'm not arguing s- with himself. I'm not saying I'm a, be- and that is the internet. Yeah. But also, his whole thesis rests on the fact that no one has seen a deer. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't any deer. If people barely see deer, there's no way they're going to see a Sasquatch. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't see it daily. I, yeah, every, you know, I mean, pretty see- frequently. Yeah, you see a deer. Yeah. They're out there. And if you don't see a deer alive, you'll see one hitting the highway. Nope. City people can't see yeah, they things can't. that are on the highway when they're dead. When I city, don't know if you when, knew that. When city people drive by dead deer in the highway, they look blurry like a Bigfoot. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what that is. I don't know. Weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's just brown blur. It's all pixelated. What's wrong with my eyes? Hmm. I mean, the Matrix? My optics are fucked up. What am I seeing? And then 
This one person says, leave them alone. They haven't bothered anyone yet. I'm sure they communicate among themselves. I would hope so if they're from the same species. If one of them gets, if one of them gets murdered, why is it in quotation marks? They will probably show their revenge. Like murdered, like in quotes, because like hunted. And then, it, then, she, then she goes, murdered. JS, which I assume means just saying with a heart. Sure. Okay, you want want some more fun? Yeah, I like fun. All right. The True Earthlings. It's a great start. Okay. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's go. Hold on. With uh, that. Oh, here you go. Please. Yes. Pop that open. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, what are the true earthlings up to? The true earthlings who are pushed out of the primo ni- niches. That's the first sentence. Yep. The true earthlings who are pushed out of the primo niches or primo niches. We humans are genetically modified alien hybrids who have no real place in this world. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How else do we explain the parasitic relationship between us and planet Earth? Considering the oldest human fossils go back only 120,000 years, a blink of the eye in geological time. So either God had a hand in this, or humans were created by extraterrestrial. No S, just extraterrestrial. We're just going to... Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yeah? That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Prehistoric humans differ from us so dramatically, so drawing a conclusion of man's evolution from these prehistoric non-humans would be difficult. Lloyd Pye. A Sicaria Sechin believer. Now that seems like something I probably shouldn't have said on the internet. I don't know what that means. I have no idea. I need to look that up. But uh, this that's a lot to handle there. Sure. That's a lot to that handle. That is a lot. Um, I would definitely like to believe, but that is just a little too crazy. Yeah. Just too out there. It's a lot. With no proof. It's just rambling. No, it's just like, that could be cool, right? I mean, sure, lots of things could be cool. Yeah, and I'm all for cool. Yeah, cool. I'm on, again, rule of cool. It wins here. Yeah, rule of cool. Yeah. That guy's just living by it. It's just, and just, you know, typing away and send. That's there on the internet. Yep. Nobody will remember that. So I can see it seven. here we are talking about So I can see it seven years later. Yeah. My God. Then this last one, Facebook comic. Many native tribes and people believe that Bigfoot is a holy being and shows themselves only when the earth level need their healing medicines and powers. We're going to probably start seeing them a lot then. It's real good. I mean, they should be. They should really be running around with like duct tape, just patching things back together. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we got to fix this. With the world going to capital S-H um, asterisk T, it don't surprise me. Again, it don't surprise me. If we see more of them. It won't surprise me either. Now. See, I tried to say that in the wrong times, but that it's still hard to, works. Right. Yeah, it's true. It does. It don't surprise me if we see more of them. Now, eventually, A. Dot, they chose to chime in. Like, they peep because, you know, then. Wait, what? Do it out to the internet, you know. Um. So the you know they told ABC News we always try to have a little fun with our Facebook and Twitter feeds. Uh, that's what Tim Tate told ABC News. That way we don't just post news about crashes and road conditions, but a little something to engage our audience in different ways. This posting was one of those efforts, something that caught our attention, and we thought it might make some people chuckle. Now it did make some people chuckle, mm-hmm. but I mean I didn't go through every single comment, and those are just some of the. Some mundane ones, and then a few of those longer ones, like, oh, those are, that's top-notch right there. And then, so God only knows. And then some people would go on to say, you know, those, um, they would, of course, check that image, because, again, it's a highway camera, so you can look up previous. And see, yeah. Yeah, it's, they're there all the time. Somebody said maybe they're little shrubs or little trees, but, I mean, they're just. It could be. That's just what they are. They're not, you know. You could check like the timestamps. They're in the exact same spots like a month before. Oh, they were. Yeah. Okay. So like it's they, yeah, they literally would, somebody literally just like <laughs> that's an easy fact check right there. Exactly. So again, just fun. 
you know. See, all I had to go off of was you sending me a picture and saying it was a family of Bigfoot. And I'm like, oh, right. all right. Yeah, let's look at it. Right. Well, that's what they did to the world. Because nobody's checking highway cameras until they like, Bigfoot? Yeah. Is there five Bigfoot here? <laughs> oh, we go back a day and they're still oh, standing there. Still, oh, is this a well, weird never. game? Is this a weird freeze tag? Yeah. We're there for months. Now, was this, because then those few other accounts I read were in 2016 and 2015. So was this fun Facebook post, like, solely responsible for reminding people that the Mogollon monster exists? You know, get people to think about it? Because there's not a lot on the Mogollon monster, really. Uh, I mean... He's a Bigfoot, so it's Bigfoot yeah, is whatever. I mean, I've heard of him. I think he was on my old list before I got a Hell new yeah. phone and I lost my list. That sucks. But, uh, yeah, send me topics. So, um, so yeah, what is the, you know, we're talking about Facebook, so, but, but I mean, and like Bigfoot, and what is the Mogollon Monster? Again, probably a Bigfoot, but weirdus.com, um, again, they, like most things, they have a giant article on this guy, which talk about some of the same things that we've already gone over, and um, they reported, um, they have some theories people came up with, and be warned, they're kind of doozies, God only knows where they came from, I figured the Facebook was a nice, easy way to ease into some of this insanity. Mm-hmm. So uh, that article goes on to say, quote, they vary in detail, the explanations, but for the most part implicate a tormented indigenous inhabitant bent on revenge. One variant tells of a prehistoric tribe who for untold reasons exiled their own chief. The chief called upon the spirits and was transformed into a hirsute boogeyman, which enabled him to scare away his former clan. He lives on today, continuing to defend his territory. In other versions, it was the tribe's medicine man who performed the transformation, enabling the chief to seek revenge on a rival who had stolen his wife. Further variations identify the Mogollon monster as a pioneer who was the victim of an indigenous attack, and he escaped into the woods but was cursed by the spirits and went insane. In a strange amalgamation of stories, the monster is the phantom of a white man who, as punishment for murdering an indigenous woman, was hung from a tree by his hands stretched to a height of eight feet, then skinned alive and left to die. Well. Damned by the spirits, his ghost continues to roam the woods as the tragically misnamed Skinwalker. Well. I don't know what we're doing here. This is what my next... Like, I mean, what the actual hell did I just read? Meh. That's just madness. Uh-huh. That's like a Facebook post. Yep. Like, am, I a, am I a prime of human from space? Yes. <laughs> You, you, am I really? You know. Yeah, I do. Guys, I learned something today. Mm-hmm. We're in Fudo's building to this. Yeah. I just found out I was an extraterrestrial being. Yep. Bold explains a lot, I not suppose. a true Earth human. You're not a true Earth human, because they're not real. Humans aren't real? Is that Birds the next conspiracy? Real. Birds are fake and humans aren't real? Yeah. All right. I mean, I would believe that, really. <laughs> what, are, what is mankind? A mess? It's just a giant mess. Man excitement, stupidity syndrome. We just don't know what we're doing. <laughs> ah, sure. 120,000 years of not knowing what the hell you're doing. I shouldn't keep saying that number because I don't know if that's correct. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure right. they found things way I older. thought so. I definitely thought so. But again, I am not a scientist. That's true. I'm a man drinking beer in his basement. Right. Talking Ta- to you. Talking to me. Uh-huh. But the Mogollon Monster. So, really, what is the Mogollon Monster? When it comes to Sasquatch explanations, you know, I mean, we talked about potential origins for Sasquatches before quite a few times. Do you have any favorite or or most believable ones? I mean, the most believable one is that, like, he's from Earth and he's just an unknown species that we haven't been able to take a picture of. There's more fun ones, and again, I like fun. Yeah, I think the most believable one is the... uh... You know, giant ape kind of theory. Makes the most sense. You probably know what my favorite one is. Interdimensional Sasquatch. I definitely support interdimensional hopping beings. Right? Living low-key lives with advanced tech to allow them to live undetected on Earth. They're just Wookiees. Yeah, and they, you know, I mean, like, they could have, like, a... But, like, advanced even for Wookiees. Correct. They could have, like, technology that, like, maybe they're implants. Mm -hmm. So that's why you don't see them. And they don't need clothes because they're not... They don't 
who gives a shit. So you go to take a picture, it like scrambles the cameras. This is my mm-hmm. Facebook post. So they scramble, <laughs> this is, you know, yeah. this scrambles the images. So whenever you try to take a picture, it just looks like nothing. You it's know, like, like their version of Predator camera. Exactly. Basically, it's, when I, it's, it's, it's a just cloaking they can't device. Be recorded. It's yeah, just. Looks like a brown blur instead. Can't record it. And I mean, technology might be new because recording hasn't existed for that long in comparison to like Earth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, what do you mean? Like not even 200 years. We haven't had cameras for 200 years. So like, their technology might be as precise. Just saying. Gets the job done. It mm-hmm. sows doubt and division amongst humanity. So, I mean, like I said, technology makes them perpetually blurry. Not quite a cloaking device, but enough to make anyone who records them seem like a liar or a crazy person. Yeah, I don't know what the benefit of that would be to Bigfoot society, but... Just they don't want to be messed with. Just get out of here. But it lets you see them in person. Yeah, it's like... It's yeah. just like a, they're real private about their uh, their personal image yeah, they gotta start... and the use of it. Now I'm thinking about the Sasquatch who learns to sell this technology that totally exists to like Hollywood for paparazzi. So whenever you take a picture, yeah. it's just a big blurry mess and it just destroys an entire industry. Maybe that's where celebrities go once they like age out of Hollywood. They just become, become a Sasquatch. Sasquatches. <laughs> they get Maybe they don't handed even... this technology. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, prove us wrong. <laughs> Where's the evidence? Cool. It's almost Jack Nicholson's time. <laughs> to be ages out of Sasquatch. To be a Sasquatch. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Famous <laughs> actors never die. They just become Sasquatches. They just become Sasquatches. They just don't fade so away. So if you see a Sasquatch in the woods and it gives you that Jack Nicholson smile. Ask him for an autograph. Don't take a picture, though. Don't do that. But Or even just, just stay away, really. Yeah, just stay away. So yeah, um, so again, yeah, I wasn't too familiar with the Mogollon monster, um, but um, weird U.S. that weird U.S. article kind of frames his lack of notoriety in a pretty entertaining and endearing way. So I'm going to let that close us out here. They go quote. Um, in comparison with his kin, however, the Mogollon monster enjoys scant notoriety. In truth, he's regarded by most as little more than a campfire story. He's sort of Bigfoot's loser cousin. Wow. Unable to hack it as a legitimate crypto critter, he ekes out a living performing at conferences and children's parties, hoping one day to get some consulting work. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was so, it's crazy. Wow. That's insane. They threw their own Facebook post at the end of that article. Yeah. Everybody's just being crazy. But yeah, the Mogollon monster. I enjoyed looking at all, all this madness. Yeah. And finding an article um, from 1903 that's like, three pages of like Sasquatch talk and it kills like, like it's a whole story. So, I mean, you know, you can talk about that. Were they having fun? I, yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or was it just, was a man really seeing a Sasquatch drink blood of a two cougar cubs? Who knows? What's more believable? I mean, come on everybody. Why would he make that up? Why would anyone make that up and print it to sell newspapers? Yeah. Who would do that? No, I have no idea. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, the, the Mogollon monster. What a guy. What a creature. I mean, it could definitely just tie in with Bigfoot sightings in the area. Too. Absolutely. You know, you this old article. Yep, absolutely. And then... I mean, there's always stories about... People start seeing stuff and... Uh-huh. Is that a wild man? And we've talked about, like, grizzly bears or bears being wiped out. Like, were people seeing bears around that time, but just thinking it was a man walking upright and... Yeah. From a distance. I mean, again, you would think people... Wielding a club? <laughs> oh, my God. What if you saw a bear... The bears are arming themselves. What if you saw a bear bearing arms and beating two cougar cubs to death and then drinking their blood? Would you yell at it or would you leave? <laughs> I'd yell at it. Hey! 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 <gasps> and then it gets as high as it can and makes you think it's going to jump onto your boat. Mm-hmm. That's kind of scary. You're not supposed to use tools. You're too evolved. Yeah. Go you back in the have woods. thumbs, nerd. Yeah. How'd you get that club? How do you hold it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just... He's just got it in both hands. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, like an axe handle. Boom. Mm-hmm. What if the bear put it in his mouth? What if you saw a bear club someone to death 
with a bludgeon club in its mouth. And it goes, wham. It's like, you got claws and teeth. You're using a club? It's too dirty for that bear. He doesn't like to get his hands dirty. Doesn't want to touch those filthy humans. No, until he drinks its blood. Oh, my God. Well, that's the Morgan monster. <laughs> <laughs> and a scary thought of a bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah, there's Bigfoot sightings all over Arizona. But that's just, a, you know, just a couple. Because, I mean... It's a site where that's where you go for to find those things, and there are plenty. There's a lot. Some wilder sure. than others, but... All right, well, if anybody has seen the Mogollon Monster, let us know at weirdandfruitpodcast at gmail.com. If you are the Mogollon Monster, let us know at weirdandfruitpodcast.com, and let us leave us a review if you want to tell your side of the story. You can email us, too, and let us know what it's like to be the Mogollon Monster. Did weirdus.com mischaracterize you as a loser? Is that I think rude? so. Is that kind of mean? I don't agree with that. I'm just that's what I, they said. I think it was a poor representation. It's probably not the best. Um, then you can, of course, you know, follow us wherever you, um, you know, get your podcast. Anchor.fm. You can leave us a voice review. You want to knock? Use some whoop whoops. Yeah. Let your hatchet man out. What if that was all the voice messages we got? Just people. Doing I'd be fine whoops. with it. Fine, bring it on. Um, and yeah, Patreon.com/slash Weird and Fear, where we uh, keep talking about cool stuff in the episode and then whatever comes to our minds yep just enjoy just uh yeah just any way you want to support the show is cool by by the show yes we support that as the show i yes. support it hell yeah nick supports it so we that's do. it that's all of us that's the whole team yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole team that's yeah. the brain trust here uh-huh all right guys well stay safe guys and just Stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky.